What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check. I'm very tired, I've got no voice, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know, what I'm, know I'm not alone. What's up, Guapo? Hola, mis amigos, senor Guapos. Back again, this time in the new decade, 2020, and I am married. Yeah, Guapo's married, so hit up Guapo underscore 504 on Twitter and harass him with congratulations and such. And also harass our friend Kristen at Black Cat Feline, who's not joining us for this fantasy booking because she apparently hates wrestling now. Right? Um, what? <laughs> In the words of uh, uh, our good, good, you know, one-time, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, R-Truth, what's up with that? Oh, no, that's Hurricane. That's that's Hurricane. This uh, is oh, this no. is off to an my amazing brain, start. My brain is like fried. Sorry. This is this is off to an amazing start. Yeah. Anyways, we are here to do what we were supposed to do way back around my birthday. I made all kinds of promises that didn't come true. We are here to fantasy book <laughs> our own WrestleMania, but life got in the way, holidays got in the way, people being sick got in the way, people doing overtime, namely me, got in the way. And uh, we're doing it now, only two, three weeks late. So yeah, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks late. I've got five. I've got ten matches that we're going to talk about that are not going to happen at WrestleMania. Guapo's got ten matches we're going to talk about that are probably not going to happen at WrestleMania. Kristen's not here, so she has no matches that are, <laughs> that are probably going to yeah. happen at WrestleMania. And it's going to be good. I, although I will say, put the time for anything. Although I will say, she did before we got onto this call. She did suggest New Day versus Miz and Morrison, which is apropos because we saw the return of Morrison on uh, on SmackDown tonight. For the record, I don't know when I'm putting this up. It'll probably be next Friday. We're actually recording this on January 3rd. So if anything mm -hmm. we talk about tonight even remotely looks like it's going to happen by the time you hear this, it is entirely happenstance that myself and Guapo take absolutely no claim of. So, uh, we're, we're just we're just predict predictors of the future. That's it. Predictors of a future that is definitely, definitely not happening. And I mean, let's be real. We have to make WrestleMania exciting because if you're not NXT, uh, nothing's really happening in WWE right now. We do have. Yeah. For the banter, for banter purposes, Guapo and I will eventually be booking our own WWE versus AEW card. We're gonna have a lot more fun with that. This is a little bit yes. more. This is a little bit more straightforward. This is a little bit more. Hey, here's a match that would be cool, and hey, Guapo, give me another match that would be cool. So, yeah. because uh, the, because I am the gracious host that I am, Guapo, you're gonna go first. Also, that means right, I'll be I'll be perfect. the last match we talk about. It'll be good. That's fine. That's perfect. Uh, that's perfect because uh, I can preface my list as a just a bunch of matches I would like to actually watch and see. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing that's really uh, how do I put this? Like there's no structure. Like last year, I had a structure of certain events happening, everything. But this year, it's just this is shit I feel like watching. Uh, <laughs> so first match. Kalisto versus Rey Mysterio. Nice. That's that's something I would love because I've become a really good fan of uh, Kalisto, and I think a good like passing of the torch type thing with Mysterio and Kalisto type of match deserves a mania type of spot. I think that'd be cool because... Um... Okay, cards on the table, like we always do. Guapo and I have not shared our cards with each other. 
so we are going to be getting each other's honest reactions to things. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear Kalisto versus Rey Mysterio is it's a nice subversion of what I think a lot of people would expect around this time, because we know that WWE and Rey Mysterio are trying to help Dominic get his career started. So I think the expectation, or maybe, oh my god, they're going to go this way, aren't they, from the fans would be like Rey Mysterio would do all the torch passing towards his son. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if you took it and put it in a completely other direction, I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, Lucha House Party, uh, it, it's a thing, in it? But, yeah, we liked Kalisto in the Lucha Dragons with Sin Cara. Correct. Correct. Now Sin Cara's not even in WWE anymore. Oh, yeah, because, you know, WWE never releases people, except they just released a bunch of people. Yeah. Some of them were problematic. Moving on. Um, <laughs> where, um, <laughs> I, I want to ask the really, really sarcastic thing. Uh, we wouldn't put this on the pre-show, would we? <laughs> no, absolutely not. None of these matches are pre-show matches. No, I don't have I don't have a pre-show match either. I do have a pre-show. And okay, we're getting to spoiler territory now. When we get into our AEW versus WWE card, I do have a kickoff match. Okay, just saying. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Kalisto, I think, could bring what we used to expect out of Rey Mysterio out. I mean, this is not a dig, but to say that Rey Mysterio, you know, he's not twenty anymore. But right. to have somebody so familiar with his style to pull him back up, sort of, to where... It's not a secret. I've never been, like, the hugest Rey Mysterio fan. But I know what people get from him. And I think Kalisto is one that could bring it out of him. I mean, flip side, go to AEW, uh, Rey Phoenix and Rey Mysterio. Right. Would be awesome. And I mean, oh, Ray, yeah. I mean, Ray, Ray Phoenix reminds me a lot of Kalisto. Anyways, I I'm almost hesitant to ask if there is like a title or any sort of thing involved, or is it just a hey, let's just do this type thing? Uh, put it for the U.S. title. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, I like it. But I I don't know. Just growing up for me, Ray's always been a really big uh, like he's always been one of my favorites from WCW and the cruiserweights, all his high flying shit. And just a difference in what he does, and I don't know. I have respect for all the luchadors and stuff like that too. And then, of course, as you as you remember, Spaz, and I'm sure some of our uh, more loyal fans remember, I was very big into uh, Lucha Dragons. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that like Kalisto is the same guy, but Kalisto, if you go back and look at, especially when they were in NXT. And I mean, yeah. that, that, I mean, hey, remember when they were in NXT is almost a cliche at this point. But the Lucha Dragons versus the Lucha House Party now, you're looking at two different Kalistos. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, now, I mean, he looks like he's having a good enough time. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. But there's no... It's I really, the same I, fire. I really, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say there's no drive, but that sounds really dismissive. Um, but, I mean, there's no re real reason for them to be driven I mean, they're brought up onto the main card as, as jobbers when they need jobbers, and the rest right. of the time they're on 205 Live, because that's still, you know, a thing. I don't know, I like it. I, I may, Maybe you're thinking the same thing, maybe you're not. I would make that the first match on the card, as the, you know, yeah. get everybody up <laughs> off their asses oh, type yeah. match. That, that, that type of match would definitely be the uh, start the card, start the match, because everybody's going to get hyped for that match. 
I also have a cruiserweight match starting my card. I mean, and I say starting just because it's the first match that I'm talking about. Now, this would require Leo Rush to go in to take over the night before and get his title back from Angel Garza. But um, Leo Rush helped rebrand the cruiserweight title as the cruiserweight title. Um, He's sort of the champion that represents that change. You know, we want to do brand new things, brand new title to NXT, NXT star coming to perform on the WrestleMania stage. So why not break one more bit of history? Leo Rush walks out at WrestleMania with the Cruiserweight Championship, throws out an open challenge, and the match, or sorry, the challenge gets answered by Sonya Deville. Uh, okay. I I really want, because I was trying to think of how to get, like, an intergender thing on the card. I've always said, if you, they w- ever want to do intergender wrestling in WWE, that you intersperse the women's division with the cruiserweight division. And now that they're bringing the cruiserweight division back up to form, and now that the women's division, more so in NXT, but on the main roster as well, uh, both of those divisions are elevated a little bit. But at the same time, I wanted to feature somebody who's not already being featured prominently in the women's division. And I look at a team like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, but I look more specifically at Sonya Deville because you get her with the MMA style, you get him with the ridiculous speed and the high-flying style. And not only do you make a bit of history with the... With the um, intergender aspect of it, you have possibly Sonya Deville picking up the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, and it's been a heck of a long time since any women in WWE have held one of the men's titles. And also, if you want to intersperse the real-life issues of it, you know, Sonya Deville, very outspoken, very positive uh, advocate for the LGBT community and whatever, somebody who's not really represented very well in WWE, I think you do a whole lot of good with a match that nobody even knows is happening going into the into the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And the match and the mix of styles just makes me happy. And as I say, you've got NXT and an NXT championship represented on the WrestleMania card. I think it's I think it hits hits all the things that it needs to hit. It'd be interesting. Definitely definitely very interesting. Uh obviously Leo Leo Rush is a very good wrestler, so I think he could definitely put on a really good match. And then Sonya Deville has progressively gotten much better, and she does have the MMA background, so it helps her tremendously. So it's yeah. the, it's the right time to do it too. Not only not only did we obvi- like the most obvious example is we had Ronda Rousey in there for a year. Now she's off on her impregnation vacation. Um, <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler just came off of her like wicked wicked long women's title run. You've got Right. You know, you got Lesnar in there, which is fine. I mean, you had when Del Rio was there, they sort of referenced his MMA background as well. Everybody's going to want to make the punk references. You know, Lashley went off and tried MMA and failed and came back. So it's more it's more apt to be uh, a thing at the top of the conversation, whereas I think it would have been a harder angle to push a couple years ago, especially with the women's division. Now I think you got it. And I think... Uh, I may be wrong, but I think you may have the champion looking up into the eyes of the challenger as well. Which, as a, on a purely visual level, I think it would be, I think it would be awesome, and I think you'd get the reaction you want to get before anything even happened. 
And I think yes. as much as the match would be good, uh, I think the moment would also almost supersede the match. It mm. does it does it does a lot of really good like feel good stuff. Whereas you're starting off with a banger that's gonna like be like firecrackers all over the place. Uh, we start this off with a really really good feel good moment, and uh, and as I say, we're off to the races. We we said we weren't. Um, we weren't, uh, you know, having a structure to the card, but I think both of us have started off with the match that would probably start off the card, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. All right, you're up. Well, for my match number two, uh, honestly don't know where I'd put this, like, in the actual card itself, but want to see it. Uh, the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn versus Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not it's not it's not a brand new concept, but I like it. Somebody's getting I mean, hurt in that match. Someone gets hurt in the match. However, it's extremely technical wrestling match. Yep. And just plain just fun cuz you know they're going to have fun with it. It's going to be brutal because with with the way Brian lays his kicks in and everything, and the way freaking uh, Pete will systematically break you down, oh, fuck, that match would be good. The only thing I will say, and I wouldn't usually make this a focal point of a match when we're talking about fantasy booking a match, you gotta have the NXT commentary team on that match. Yeah, yeah. If not the the current team that they have, like if not uh, Morrow and Nigel and Beth, then Morrow and William Regal. Yeah, that's just it's just good. That's just like mm-hmm. I don't like I, I I sort of dove in on your first match there, but that's just like yes yes uh-huh. let's do that. <laughs> that's I yeah. I got There's a possibility of happening somewhere so. The only thing sad about that match is somebody has to lose. Yeah, I mean we can have a we can have a what you call it uh, a dusty finish. Dusty finish, baby, if you will. People are already upset enough that we're still doing the dusty classic. Let's not talk about a dusty finish. Speaking of the dusty classic, now that you've just brought up Pete Dunne, what do you think of the team of uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle in the dusty classic? In- Interesting. It's, I mean, it's two technical wrestlers because I mean, somebody's Matt. getting hurt is is again yeah. my answer there. Kind of bummed that after they teased it on the Christmas episode that one of the teams in there isn't Leo Rush and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. But anyways, moving on. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a match that has literally no meaning behind it whatsoever other than they're both awesome in the ring. They're both awesome in the ring and it's one gimmick that I really love versus one gimmick that I really can't stand. It's Ember Moon versus Bianca Belair. <laughs> I can tell which one you love. Uh yeah, you can. <coughs> I I somewhere in the story leading up to this match, Ember Moon would cut off her ponytail. <laughs> But I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm okay with that too because Bianca Belair and I've I've beaten this into the ground on my NXT reviews. She's amazing in the ring. I don't like her gimmick, but even more, I don't like the stupid hair thing. I think it's 
It's really dumb. dumb. And we're we're in the world where like the people's elbow and the worm and the caterpillar and dead people exist. I'm still yeah. saying the hair the hair gimmick is dumb. Ember Moon would be nice. It they'd be sort of coming from two different areas too. If you think about it. Ember Moon is currently on the shelf dealing with some kind of injury. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. And Bianca Belair, if this match is happening, would be coming up from NXT. So one's coming back, one's coming up. They've both got something to prove. They're both. I think Ember. Uh, uh, I could be wrong. I think Ember's out because she broke her collarbone. Yes. I think. Could be wrong. You know what though? If you think about the collarbone, like, and how the collarbone connects to the shoulder, that may inspire her to come up with a slightly different finisher than the Eclipse. I like the Eclipse, Aww. but you, but but you could tell a whole story with, about her, you know, doubting whether the Eclipse will be as effective because of what's happened to her shoulder. Uh, there's a very cool storytelling opportunity there. But as I say, somebody coming back from injury versus somebody coming up from developmental, uh, there's a very cool, like, both of them have something to prove story there. And, I mean, Bianca Belair, nobody's going to deny, is athletic as hell. I think Ember Moon is underratedly athletic as well. So I think you could potentially, as well as they are um, technical wrestlers in the ring, as much as they have, like, their high spots, I think you could get a brawl out of this. Yeah. Anyways, carrying on, carrying on. What do you got? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I moved away from my page. All right. Up next, I picked the New Day versus the Irish Destroyers. The Irish Destroyers? Drew McIntyre and Seamus. Except Drew McIntyre's Scottish. Close enough. Same same side of the island. Okay. I think I think the only the only thing if I was gonna absolutely nitpick, which I'm not, it would uh, you'd get a lot of people saying, oh, they just they took the bar and they just switched out Cesaro for Drew McIntyre. But my answer is it's fucking Drew McIntyre, and yeah. he's gonna kill fools. Um, we're not really talking about who would win or lose these matches, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pick your one of us is Irish destroyers yes. in that match. Um, yeah, Sheamus just came back on SmackDown tonight. As I say, we're recording this on the third. I don't know when this is going up. I was excited for him to come back, and then he came out on screen, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Sheamus. Yeah. yeah, he's Jack now. Oh, he's Jack now. And uh, once again, I'll give credit to Kristen, who we were talking to before we started this. Uh, all the credit in the world for a guy who we didn't think was going to be able to come back. Like, I'm happy for the guy. Don't get me wrong, you know, to think that, you know, this is what he's wanted to do and it almost got taken away from him and he's able to come back. Awesome story. Would never take that away from anybody. But it doesn't necessarily change change my ultimate opinion because Seamus is one of the people used to say about Undertaker versus Kane it's like oh it's such a great story and it's such you know all the gothic imagery and the pyro and da 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 and then they get into the match and you're like oh fuck yeah it's Taker and Kane 
I kind of feel the same way about Sheamus because they build him up as the badass, the brawler, and he can hurt people, and the brogue kick is fun and whatever. But then he comes out, and it's like, eh, it's Sheamus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he came out and he attacked Shorty G because it's SmackDown, and that's what you do. But, I mean, he is better in a tag team, so throwing him in there with, with McIntyre would be really, really good. Going to throw something in here. And, I mean, Chris, you and Kristen and I have done the WrestleMania fantasy booking for, I think, the past four years now. Yes. And there's one match I always throw in there because I have to and because I really do want to see it. But before I say that match, I'm going to give a worse option because the rumor mill is actually saying we might get Taker versus Sting this year. Uh, which nobody wants to see, no. or potentially Taker versus Hogan, <coughs> which nobody wants to see. So, I'm, I'm setting this up a little bit, but by comparison, me wanting one more round between Triple H and The Rock is not as bad. No, completely different. Uh, I've done videos on this multiple times. There's like 20 years of history. They fought when they were... You know, Rocky Maivia and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, they fought over the IC title, they had ladder matches, they had brawls, they fought through the nation in DX, they went on to main event pay-per-views for world titles, they fought on the bottom, and they fought on the top. Um, You literally don't have to build this match. You just put it on the marquee, and people will come. The people that, you know wave their finger at The Rock for leaving and going off to Hollywood, will come back for this match. The people that are like, oh, you know, Triple H doesn't need to wrestle anymore, and, you know, we don't really like Triple H because, you know, he's just hanging around and using his power, will come back for this match. All the people that pretend that they don't want it will come back for this match. And it's one of those matches that just kind of exists above the card. Like, there doesn't need to be a title involved. Like I said, there doesn't need to be a big drawn-out story. They don't need to take up a whole bunch of time on Raw or SmackDown or, you know, they don't have to, you know, bulldoze through the Royal Rumble to get at each other. You know, whatever the last pay-per-view is before WrestleMania, Rock makes his comeback, calls out Triple H, kind of like he did when he first came back and called out Cena. Like, you know, you and I always went head-to-head. We could do it one more time. We could see who owned our era. You know, like, you you had Taker and Michaels that had their two back-to-back matches. You could do that with these two as well. Maybe one wins one, and then they do a rematch the following year, and the other one gets the win back, and that's fine. It's just, you don't have to talk it up. It's Triple H and The Rock. Yeah, the, that match writes itself. And when, Besides, both, both men, you give them a live mic and tell them, go have fun, and it's going to be a great time for the fans and them. And, I mean, you, like you say, you give the two of them a mic, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, nobody's handing Triple H or The Rock a script. Nope. <laughs> the no, Rock... No, no, they're going to be walking up to him and say, look, just hit these one, two bullet points, and that's it. Okay. I don't think they even need the bullet points. Like, they know what they need to hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, But, I mean, The Rock would throw it out, and Triple H would be the guy hiring the guy that writes the script. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just want to see it. Is it fully the, like, token nostalgia match of the night? Absolutely. And let it be that. Yes. Anyways, I do it every year. Had to throw it in. And, like I say, this year, there's two potential matches that we might be getting that are far worse. Taker versus Sting would be depressing. Taker versus Hogan would be a car crash. Triple H versus The Rock, especially by comparison to those two options, it's it's brand new, practically. Yeah. Alright. What do you got? Margo? For the... SmackDown SmackDown's women's title Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler Everybody's talking about what are they going to do with Baszler now that she's dropped the NXT title I'm torn I can't talk against Charlotte being the choice I yeah. really can't on a purely athletic level I can't uh, I mean People have heard me say it before. I want it to be her and Becky, but that's only because of my bias for Becky over Charlotte. I I can't argue with that. The my, um, my my thing is I don't I still don't want Becky dropping the title. So yeah, Charlotte's okay to eat the eat the loss. Yeah, and not not everybody, but there's enough people out there that are like, oh my god, Charlotte's got a title again. That yeah. that Baszler. Even the people that aren't familiar with Baszler, even the people that aren't, you know, staunch followers of NXT, they'll sort of side with her by default because um, Charlotte's a little bit of the old same old, same old. I uh, That and I have a plot twist in it. Do you? Yes. Okay. The Charlotte is uh, winning the match. Baszler is like almost about to lose and Ronda comes out of nowhere and helps uh, helps Baszler win the title. And then we go to the Four Horsewomen versus Four Horsewomen. Yep. Set it up for next Mania. But see, like Ronda's off getting pregnant, so that's like a five-on-four handicap match. That's not fair. <sighs> that's not fair at all. <sighs> well, you know. All right. Still under contract. <laughs> All right, so WrestleMania Vince owns that baby. WrestleMania needs some filler, right? Yep. WrestleMania needs a pile of people. WrestleMania pile, needs pile of people match. Pile of people match. WrestleMania needs a little bit of banter, right? WrestleMania right. needs something that you could potentially say. That's when I'm going to go take a really long piss. I have a battle royal. So the Andre Giant Battle Royal? No. The Fallopian 2 Battle Royal? That's disturbing. <laughs> I have what I have what I have dubbed the Monster Mash Battle Royal. Oh god. You don't win when everybody's tossed out because when people are tossed out, they do get back in the ring. The winner of this match is the first person to have tossed all of his opponents out at one time or another. Oh, God. There would be scorekeeping involved. 
there would be here's a name here's all the people that they've tossed out as soon as they've tossed out all the people then they win and of course because i'm calling it the monster mash battle royal i've got to put some monsters in there don't i oh god so in the monster mash battle royal we have Seamus, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. Mark Henry, yeah, The Big Show, yeah, Kane, yeah, Killian Dane, yeah, Dave Mastiff, okay, Joe Coffey, mm-hmm. Braun Strowman, yeah, and the surprise entrant, the super problematic. Returning Lars Sullivan. Oh, God. <laughs> what did I say? Banter match. Monster mash battle royal. So I any, mean, you, anybody... can eliminate him, you can eliminate him just by hurting his feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> but I'm just saying anybody in that match that wants to win that match has to, at one point or another, eliminate all of the other people in that match. That's why I have it yeah. that even when you're eliminated, you come back in. I I thought, you know, it would drag on forever. Like I say, people could have their long piss break. You could get all the big guys in one match so that, you know, the more the uh, the more AEW-ish stars could have other spotlights. Uh, but yeah, stupid, silly, fun for absolutely no reason. And because we have enough trophies... In wrestling, you get a gold medal when you win. A participation medal? Yeah. God. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would have a big table out there. And how many people do I have in there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten. So you would have a table with nine participation medals and one gold medal. Oh, God. It's silly banter. Okay, but would you rather have that, or would you rather have another Tyson Fury match? Mm, true. Or, or I'm sorry to say it, but another Cain Velasquez match. There's that. Okay, so that's my silly bullshit banter match. What do you got? So, this match is kind of something that already happened, but I kind of just want to see it on a WrestleMania stage with a proper build. Uh... OC versus uh, Undisputed Era. You literally took one of my matches. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of. Well, I was more specific. I was uh, Gallows and Anderson versus Fish and O'Reilly, but you could tell the same. Uh, my, same... Mine's all three. Yours mine's is all three. three. Okay, so which one of the Undisputed Era isn't in the match? Uh, uh, fish. No, not Fish. Uh, shoot. Strong? The, the stupid, the stupid face looking one. Yeah, strong. <laughs> the stupid face looking one. Whichever one is not hurt at the moment. How about that? <laughs> uh, I think they're all okay right now. They fucking won all the year. Actually, you know what? All four are in the match because the OC are, will be recruiting someone. Don't say it. The two sweet sign and signal is up. And Prince Balor will join the OC. 
for the match. <laughs> I love when we, when we were when we reached the perfect balance of predictable and good. So You're that's welcome. fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is about that match though? You get all eight guys in the ring, and uh, Luke Gallows just feels like he's drowning in a sea of midgets. <laughs> Fine. I'm not. I'm not wrong. But I mean, it's it is what it is. That's what people want to see. Like those yeah. that, that four on four. The only other way you do it, and you know, I'm only saying this because Worlds Collide is coming up soon. Uh, you throw Imperium in there as a third team, but yeah. nobody knows who Imperium is. This is true. I do like the fact that at Worlds Collide we're getting Undisputed Era versus Imperium. So. Maybe they'll know who Imperium is after that. And so, okay, then you might have one extra big guy in Walter, so then you just have Luke Gallows and Walter hitting each other. Walter, who looks like Michael Hamflit from What Culture? Mm-hmm. Anyways. No, that'd be... I mean, you got eight great pro wrestlers in there, so, like, only good things are going to happen there. I'm going to sort of piggyback on that for my next one. I don't know how we get here, because neither one of them is the Intercontinental Champion right now. But for the Intercontinental Championship, I've got Roderick Strong versus Big E. Nice. Roderick Strong versus a guy that's very strong. Yes. Um, I, I think big breakout moment for Big E. I would not even mind Big E going over in this match, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Roderick Strong's had a long-ass run at this point with the um, North American Championship. And so we know that he can do it on a bigger stage. But Big E, ever since he was the NXT champion, has not had a singles run with anything. So I'm not saying that I would have Big E win this match, but I'm not saying I would mind it either. I agree. That would be really good to see. Uh, Big E definitely deserves uh, more gold than just tag. And, I mean, you could have some fun, depending on who you have on the outside. Like, all the Undisputed Era on the outside, and Woods and and uh, Kofi on the outside. I would love to see, like, just promos back and forth between Adam Cole and Xavier Woods. Like, oh, while wh- while the match is happening. Yeah. Uh, like, have, have Xavier Woods doing the trumpet bit, and, like, every time he blows the trumpet, like, Cole does the baby! And like every, everybody's paying attention to that, and nobody's paying attention to the match. Anyways, moving on. What do you got? Uh, up next I have the Bukaki Warriors. Oh no. Versus Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim. Oh. Uh huh. Sorry, I had to process that one for a second. That's. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I think the uh, no matter who wins, I think the person that gets helped the most in that match is Mia Yim. Because I, like, oh, yeah. I like Mia Yim, but for some reason a lot of people like to talk shit about Mia Yim. Or, like, talk her down compared to the rest of the roster, which I don't understand. So put her in there with Rhea Ripley, who's white hot at the moment. And, I mean, Asuka and Kairi Sane, I mean, as long as they can avoid getting concussed, like, they're awesome. I think that would be a good match to watch. I mean, I I enjoy uh, Kairi Sane and uh, 
Oscar already. Yeah. Him, this like heel gimmick that they're doing right now with the uh, Kabuki Warriors is kind of interesting and cool. I, I, I they kind of come off the, like uh, they kind of come off like a bit crazy and a bit. I don't want to say this because it sounds really tacky, but they come off like a little bit crazy and a little bit kind of gangster. Yeah. In in their approach. I really do, and this is not necessarily associated with the match you just said, I really want to see Io Shirai come up and complete the group. Yeah. And just, like, all three of them just, like, fucking with shit. Um, because, I mean, all three of them, like, when Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane were a team, they were faces. When Io, or when Kyrie Sane and Asuka became a tag team, they were initially face. Now, all three of them have turned heel, and all three of them are better as heels. As a heel faction, I I think that would be amazing. I mean, I don't think Io Shirai is quite done in NXT yet, but, I mean, the other two are the tag champions, and the tag titles float brand to brand. Yeah. So, that like, they could realistically have a built-in reason to come back to NXT. And... I mean, you could even see the three of them versus, like, Baszler and the Horsewomen if they don't quite bring Baszler up yet. Yeah. It'd be really good. Be but, yeah, no, yeah. Mia, Mia Yim and, and Rhea Ripley, that's not a combination I would have come up with, but I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, again, I have to reiterate, I'm just coming off of SmackDown, where the winner of the women's tag team match tonight was Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. Yeah. Sasha Banks is so terrible that she turned Lacey Evans' face. That's even worse. Moving on. Um, I already said uh, Fish and O'Reilly versus the OC, so now we're going to be sort of janky and out of order. Uh, again, neither one of them is the United States champion, so I don't know how we quite get here, but piggybacking on your match from earlier, uh, AJ Styles versus Adam Cole. Baby. This is the match that either happens right before or right after your four-on-four match. Yeah. Probably uh, right after. I might even go as far as to say... Make it a, be- make it a best of uh, three falls match. First fall being the uh, four-way... And then second fall being the uh, two on uh, the one on one. Yeah, I I'm, I would almost be okay with them turning it into a triple threat match by throwing in Balor, but it seems like the the typical thing that people would say right now because Bullet Club is a thing apparently. I mean, kinda, sorta, maybe. Like that. Let's just throw in Kenny Omega. This is WWE, not AEW. Thank God. You're up. Alright, this match is just purely for my own enjoyment. We have Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bask in his glory. <laughs> Good God! I just wanted a big person match. 
a big athletic person match. I was going to say athletic person, <laughs> like the opposite of my Monster Mash Battle Royal. Yes, basically. Oh my god. I Yeah. Uh, Someone dies. <laughs> there's a point in that match where Joe goes for the Kakina Clutch and, and Keith Lee pounces him off. Yep. <laughs> or Keith Lee goes for the pounce, Joe sidesteps it and becomes the Kakina Clutch. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm just imagining like a spirit bomb on Samoa Joe. Yeah. It'd be one of those things where they'd have to bring back the old cliche of we're gonna have to reinforce the ring. I really need to not do that because I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone. Oh <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah. Keith Lee, Joe. Yeah. No, no, no titles necessary. No, no. If you wanted to, if you wanted to give it a little bit of build, you just need a little tiny subtle thing. Have a moment in the rumble where Joe has cleared the ring and the next person is Keith Lee. And they go at it for a little bit, give everybody a little taste, as they do sometimes in the rumble. And then, you know, more people come into the rumble and the rumble fills back up and we sort of lose that story where they give you a little bit of it and then it fades, but they gauge the audience right there. And it's like, okay, well fuck, we're doing that at WrestleMania, aren't we? Yep. Okay. So because I'm creating lots of shit on my WrestleMania, we have another situation. We have another situation that I created. Like I say, I wrote this up back in December, so it's a little out of date now. So cut me some slack, but we had, Corbin, Roode, and Ziggler triple-teaming Roman Reigns at the time. And we had Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura all sort of, like, pulling at Daniel Bryan and trying to bully him into joining their group. So you had a three-on-one situation. You had a three-on-one situation. So, Bryan goes and gets a little bit of help. Roman Reigns goes and gets a little bit of help. And the WWE gets involved... And finally creates a trios tag title. Hmm. So what we have is a fatal four-way match at WrestleMania to crown the inaugural trios championships. Corbin, Roode, and Ziggler versus Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura versus Brian, Rowan, and Harper versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. Pretty interesting. I like it. There is enough factions and teams of three that it's a title that needs to exist. Um, Ideally, this would happen at around the same time as WWE decides they only need one regular tag team title. Right. Because you couldn't have two tag team titles and this title. So one of those titles becomes this. And, I mean, you could throw some other people in there, too, if you want. You could throw in... You know, the Undisputed Era. You could throw in the New Day. You could throw in the OC. You could throw in all kinds of people. Make it a gauntlet if you want. But basically, I built this out of those two respective three-on-one scenarios. Fatal 4-Way, Trios Championship. And you know what? This might not be popular, but I this is the one where I was thinking about a winner. I would throw it on Roman and the Usos. Interesting. And especially now, because we saw them come back tonight on SmackDown with short hair, and they look weird. 
Moving on. All right, my next match. This one's basically for my own enjoyment as well. And my Japan, uh, Japanese uh, wrestlers. So, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kushida. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I think that that's just to be a pure Japanese strong style match. I like it. Yep. I'm sort of drawing a blank on on how you like. Well, I know we said we weren't really putting like stories into this. I'm really drawing a blank as to how they would look against each other, because Kushida, and normally this is a negative thing, but in this case I mean it as a as, as a positive. Esen- essentially, essentially, it's Kushida. The time machine Kushida uses actually worked. That's why he went back to the future, and he's now fighting Asian Michael Jackson. It's best, you there. And then we needed Prince, so Velveteen Dream got involved as the referee. Purple, purple referee stripes. Oh God. No, I'm just. And what I was about to say is, Kashida. Um, as I say, normally I sort of, I sort of say this in a bit of a negative way. With Kashida, it's kind of a positive. Kashida is a little bit of a cartoon character. Yeah. And. And I don't see Shinsuke that way. Maybe I should. I don't know. Um, question is, would Shinsuke Nakamura have his hype man with him? Mm, no. Okay. Doesn't need it. Well, he doesn't need it. Match. He doesn't need it in real life either. But, like, Sami Zayn needs a paycheck and he ain't wrestling. So... But no, that's good. Now, for me, we get into the real, real, real storytelling bit of this. We have The Fiend, who didn't win the Royal Rumble. And at this point, he's not the Universal Champion either. The Fiend, who didn't win the Royal Rumble because of interference from the heel couple of Balor and Bailey. So, okay. we have Rockstar Douchebag Heel Finn Balor coming back for his revenge against The Fiend for what he did to him in Toronto when I was there live to see it with backup from Bailey and the little spiky thing that she used to kill the Bailey buddies. Why is my phone going off? Why is this a thing? Um... So that is your story. That is the justification for the run-in during the Rumble. Then we have The Fiend do what was supposed to happen. We pretend what happened during the Lashley and Lana wedding didn't happen. The Fiend introduces Sister Morgan. And we have Balor versus The Fiend at WrestleMania with Heel Bailey and Sister Morgan in the respective corners. Okay. <laughs> I, I I got I got nothing. You got nothing. 
Because the story they're telling with the fiend right now is the fiend changes people. You know, he changed right. he changed Seth Rollins into a dickhead. He changed Daniel Bryan back into Bryan Danielson. Uh, if you watch SmackDown tonight, apparently he turned the Miz heel again and teamed him up with John Morrison. But the first person that he quote unquote changed was Finn Balor. He changed him so much that he knocked him heel and knocked him back to NXT. So for him, who hasn't been seen on main roster since SummerSlam in Toronto, when I was there to see it, because I'm that guy, to have him wait and wait and wait and get his revenge in the Rumble, to then have both of them bring their respective acolytes with them to WrestleMania is really, really, really good shit. And it works for Balor's heel character as well, because we all said the next time we saw Wyatt versus Balor, we knew it was going to be the Fiend versus the Demon, and Balor becomes the asshole by denying us the Demon. Okay. Totally no-selling my awesome idea. You're a dick. I'm sorry. (laughs) My, My brain's, like, shutting out. But, no. Like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> All of that. Yes. All of that. I mean, Bailey's got to do something other than being a champion and still being Sasha Banks' sidekick. And, well, and, 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 and lesbian live as much as hey, I love she, the idea. She has a haircut, okay? She has a haircut. Oh. And oh. the lesbian gimmick thing with Liv Morgan and Lana. I'm just... Mm. <laughs> How do you feel about the the Lana Lashley wedding? <laughs> I'm just saying I know somebody who legitly canceled their network uh, subscription Monday after that. All right, well that's a bit much. <laughs> no, not not because of the like the the lesbian part, just because of just how shitty that segment was. But see, here's the... Okay, and and we're going to divert from this for just a second. So, folks, bear with me for a second. This is where I become that guy. If you tuned into that segment and expected something good, it's now your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to be a dick to your friend. Uh, I I don't know your friend. Just just as a a show, as a whole, and just where the... Where storylines have been going, they haven't been enjoying it very much. So yeah, I just, I mean, I I said I said this on another video on somebody else's channel a couple of days ago. <laughs> you know me, I'm at the point now where wrestling's either awesome or it's funny. Right. And if I tell you that I wasn't watching that entire dragged on wedding segment, cackling like a moron, I'd be lying. <laughs> Because it was terrible. Yes. And, and then, you know, Lana's first husband, and Lashley's first wife, and uh, Lana's girlfriend, and Rusev in the cake, except he couldn't toss the top of the cake off properly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good bullshit. It's good. This is the push that Lashley needs to get him into that match with Lesnar for the WWE Championship. <laughs> I can't even do it. Nope. You know what'll happen is it'll be Lashley versus Lesnar, and Lana will be in one corner and Sable will be in the other corner. Oh God. No. Just... They're having they're having their own bra and panties match on the outside of the ring. Attitude Era's back, baby. 
So and, mm. and and just as a little precursor, that explains who didn't win the Royal Rumble in my storyline. Mm. Your turn. Um, <laughs> I have uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match. Someone dies. Package pile driver. That's what I'm going for here. <laughs> ladder war five. I mean, in my notes, I did put El Generico. If you know, El Generico versus really, Steve. If you ever really wanted to do it again. <laughs> you know there's merch out there that has a fight card on it that legitimately says Steen and, G- and Generico versus Owens and Zane. Yeah. It's good. I've seen it. I... Fuck, man, I got nothing. Yeah. Other, yeah, other than that. that's real, real good. Other than that's real, real good. But I do have something different in mind for Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the fiend gets knocked out of the Royal Rumble, the last person standing is Kevin Owens. So we get Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar in your main event. Nice. I think so. That would be nice. I'd, I'd enjoy that very much. Uh, want me to take you for my main event? Sure. My main event is the fiend. Versus Brock Lesnar for a unification of the titles. I want that to be good. Right? <laughs> I I do. I do. But this is where I got to identify with our friend Christian a little bit. This is where WWE has beaten me down. Just a little bit. I am really scared about that match looking really goofy. Really scared. Not because of of either guy involved. Like, there was the potential at one point at Survivor Series when they were doing all the champion versus champion matches. Supposedly, Mm -hmm. they did consider doing um, Wyatt versus Lesnar versus Cole. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't figure out how to do, like... (laughs) Monster versus superhuman versus human. Right. And as much as I like my Marvel movies, <laughs> I, I'm i not shitting on the match because it has every right in the world to be awesome. I'm just thinking of the Firefly Funhouses for the uh, build. Oh my god, Mr. Rogers Bray cutting clothes oh. <laughs> with Paul Heyman. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, I'm in now. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in now. Sold it. Got it. All right. Okay, so can I, can I throw a little bit of my idea out there? What? Yeah. B- before the match even starts, Paul Heyman gets taken out by Sister Morgan and the big mallet. I'm okay with that. <laughs> we're not entirely taking over, like, the Harley Quinn thing, but we're definitely taking over the Harley Quinn thing a little bit. I'll allow it. Yeah. I... See, that's such a that's such a like character driven. I mean, gimmick in a good way, but like gimmick driven, character driven thing. It is, my my my. I still I still. And this is not necessarily for your booking, but this is more so me just looking at WWE right now. I still struggle with 
um, Bray Wyatt holding a title. Because I think it looks weird, right? But, Which one? The, the blue one or the fiend one? Oh, no, not, not even the physical belt, just that he is a champion. Okay. Um, not that I don't want him to be champion, but it's the whole... Kristen and I did a whole conversation about this back around the time of Survivor Series. It's the whole whether or not he needs it to do what he's doing right now. Oh, no, he doesn't. So I question it, right? But I also know people will shit bricks if WrestleMania ends with Brock Lesnar F5-ing The Fiend. The thing is... Okay, so my prediction for my fantasy book match... Is Fiend winning? Brock gets a F5 off on the Fiend. And he no sells it? Complete no sell. Like, pops back up, go, or he he sells it to the point, and then after he uh, gets the F5, he then does the crab walk thing. No selling it. You know what I want to see, and this has nothing to do with your match. It's just like, it's uh, we talked about moments in my in my first match. I do want to see the Fiend versus Alistair Black at some point, right? Yeah. I, I want to see that moment where the Fiend goes to the corner and does the crab walk, but as he's leaning back into the crab walk, he looks at Alistair Black, and Alistair Black is already in his sitting pose. Mm-hmm. That that needs to happen, and I don't even care about the match after that. Yeah, because something is getting no sold in that match, and I think even though it's the fiend, if he if he no sold the black mass, I, I think I might uh, I might question that a little bit. <laughs> but I'm all in for a little bonus match on the outside between Paul Heyman and Sister Morgan. That's a thing that needs to happen. Anyways, I think I'm now short a match because you and I named a similar match at some point. Yes. So top of, top of your head, what name a match? Name a match? Oh fuck! Because we never got to see it on a WrestleMania stage, and it deserved to be on a WrestleMania stage. John Cena versus CM Punk. Yes, agreed. I don't care what you think about Cena, and if you hate him, you're actually making my point more. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taker versus Sting. <laughs> no, no. I'm hanging up. You're uh, hanging up. Okay, here, here's the question for you. Gun to your head. You have to pick one. Taker versus Sting or Taker versus Hogan? <sighs> Fuck. Gun in my head? <laughs> You're taking the bullet? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Is there a revolver? Or is it just like a regular, like a a, a newer type gun? Like, does this revolver, like, there's a chance of it jamming? No, 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 no. See, the person holding the gun is Patrick Clark. So it's a velvet revolver. Okay, yeah. I, I'll take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Surprise appearance at a WrestleMania. Seeing as now we're, just, now we're just fucking around. Surprise appearance from somebody you didn't think would show up. Okada. Okada? His uh, contract's up with New Japan after uh, this weekend. Nice. I, and this is 
you know, what I got made fun of by our friend in the last video. I'm going to let my destiny bias slip in a little bit. I'm going to say Josh Alexander or Channing Decker. Mm-hmm. I would say Shotzi Blackheart, but she just debuted in NXT, and that makes me happy. It's kind of... I know it's not going to be uh, Marty Scurll because he's at uh, he's with NWA right now. Yeah, but see, here's the thing though: he is in NWA, but he's yeah. also the reigning, defending, undisputed Destiny champion. Well, he's not signed with NWA. He's taking bookings with them right now. Mm. So, honestly, he could pop up anywhere. He's probably going to pop up in AEW, but, yeah. How much would the AEW fans shit their pants if Marty Skrull signed with NXT? Uh, I mean, it would be a massive surprise. It wouldn't be the nail in their coffin. I'm not going to go that no. far, but it would be a blow. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're just rhyming off shit that we want to happen. Pretty much. But yeah, Josh Alexander or Channing Decker showing up in NXT, let alone at WrestleMania, would fucking make my millennium. Oh god. Oh god, it would be freaking amazing. Nice. Dar- uh, Darby Allen one-off appearance in the Rumble would be kind of cool. <laughs> I, just to see him cough and drop and get eliminated by trying to cough and drop somebody. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here it is, here it is, here it is. He goes for the coffin drop, but there's way too many people in the ring, so they just catch him and crowd surf him out of the ring. At that point, we just need Joey Janela jumping in the ring, nailing somebody. Yeah, but Joey Janela's putting ice on his balls right now. It's fine. Oh! No, 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 no. Surprise appearance at WrestleMania. Enzo Amore. Oh, God. (laughs) The worst part is I'd pop. Yeah, you know you would. I mean, you popped when he showed up at, uh, what's it called, Survivor Series last year when he wasn't even, like, part of the show. Yeah, I, I, I admit I popped for it, yeah. Anyways. Uh, to be honest, I see, I, I can see Enzo or Cass popping up someplace sometime soon. Well, Enzo, for anybody in the GTA area that's going to be around in the next week or so that wants to come to Destiny Carnage with me, Enzo is in a match at Destiny with Channing Decker and a bunch of other guys. So he will pop up somewhere, and that somewhere is Mississauga, Ontario in 13, no, 16 days. Uh, We've officially done this to death, and the little voice that I had is absolutely gone. Um, We will be, in the next couple of weeks, working on our WWE versus AEW fantasy booking. Uh, Hopefully, we will both be a little bit more awake than we are tonight. I make no promises. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) Everybody go onto Twitter and bother Black Hat Feline for not joining us tonight. She completely bailed on us, and we're heartbroken. But... Other than that, you know what? Well, you know what you need to do? Go to her Twitter, tweet at her, tell her, Kristen, why did you leave us? Why, why, why? No, did just, you leave just, us to us? just, just go to at Black Cat Feline on Twitter or Instagram, and just send her the broken heart emoji. Yeah, and, the, and then ha- and, and then hashtag Spaz Phoenix Podcast. Uh, flood, flood her uh, Instagram, flood her. 
uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, do it. Yeah. We we are it. we are yes. full we are fully fully encouraging cyberbullying at this particular point. So now that we've talked the hell out of where to find Kristen, who's not here, Guapo, tell them where to find you, buddy. You can find me on Twitter at Guapo underscore five hundred four. And uh, you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. Anyways, he's been Guapo, I've been Spaz, we are your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation, keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger, I'll talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, me, Guapo, and my shitty voice are tagging out. Adios, mis amigos.